الحديث الخامس والثلاثون عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تحاسدوا ولا تناجشوا ولا تباغضوا ولا تدابروا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد In this hadith narrated by Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu he says the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said la tahasadu la tahasadu tahasadu comes from hasad which means to be jealous of one another but we have to explain the meaning of jealousy which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has prohibited in fact the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said iyyakum wal hasada beware of jealousy fa inna al hasada ya'kulu al hasanat because jealousy devours your good deeds it eats your good deeds kama ta'kulu an naru al hatab in the same way that the fire devours the firewood when you put a piece of wood in the fire, the way the fire eats it is the way jealousy is going to eat your good deeds. So if a person has jealousy in his mind, he is harming himself because his good deeds are being eaten away by the jealousy or hazard which is found in his mind. So what is jealousy? Jealousy is to wish that something which someone else has should come to an end or should stop. Allah blesses different people with different things. He's going to give someone something and then this person is not happy that Allah has given this man what he has given him. Therefore, he wishes that what has been given to this person should come to an end. That is the definition of jealousy. Jealousy is not a tendency where someone wants to work hard in order to attain the same. Jealous people are not like that. Jealous people simply want you not to have if they cannot have. If they can't have, you can't have either. Or even if they have, you can't have what they have. When you look at jealousy itself, it's like fighting the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it's Allah who decides who he wants to give and who he does not want to give. So if Allah gives someone and you disapprove, you disapprove Qadr. You are trying to say, Allah, you should not give this man, you should give only me. Oh yeah, Allah, this man is not deserving of what he has. I'm the one who deserves it. So Rasulullah says, La tahasadu. Do not be jealous of one another. If someone has something, don't wish that the person didn't have it. Rather, ud'u lahu bil barakah. Pray for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put barakah in what he has. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, when you see something good with someone, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put barakah in what they have. The majority of us pretend we, we haven't seen 
what someone has been given by, by Allah. And this is one of the signs of, of jealousy. You see someone wearing something new and you pretend nothing has changed. You, you pretend he's just, he's just the way he, he looks every time. At least acknowledge it. Acknowledge you've seen the, 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 the new thing he's wearing and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless it for him. You see someone with, with a different car other than the car which he drives every time and it's apparent the car is, is a new car and he gives you a lift and no comment. Yeah, as, if, as if to you it's the same, it's the same old car. At least you should, you should notice and say, MashaAllah, may, may Allah bless it for you. So jealousy is forbidden. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, La tahasadu, do not be jealous of one another. After the other. This, this jealousy in our, in our communities has reached a stage where people are willing to even spend money to make sure that someone else does not achieve. They're willing to spend their money to stop you uh, achieving. They're willing to hurt themselves so long as they can hurt you more. He can harm himself so long as the harm coming to you is greater than his harm, he's, he's ready to do that. He can inflict pain on himself in order to inflict more pain on you. That's, that's how jealousy has driven the community nowadays. I always tell this story, and it's typical of, of the tendency of, of jealous people. It's a popular story of those men who kept, who kept competing against each other. The two men, this one buys something, the other one buys something greater, and so on, you know, just jealousy and competition. Then the, the king noticed this competition between them. So he wanted to put this to an end, once and for all. So he called the two of them to his palace. And he said, I want to put this competition to an end, I want you to love each other. So in order to promote love between the two of you, I'm going to ask that one of you should ask me for whatever he wants. Whatever you want, and I'll give you. On the condition that I'm going to give his brother double what I will give him. If, for example, you ask me to give you a car, then I give your brother, the one you're competing with, two cars. If you ask me for a house, then I'll give your brother two houses. Obviously, because these people are jealous of each other, no one, no one wants to ask. Because he knows if he asks, the other one is going to get double. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter to him. Even if he gets, but this one getting double, no, he doesn't want that. So the king says, go ahead, ask me, so I can give your friend double. And they're both quiet. They, they don't want to ask. Says, are you not going to ask? No. They need, they need the things, not so. But what is stopping them? What's stopping them is that the other one is going to get double and, and no one can, can stand that. 
Then the king says, now, by order. I'm going to point at one of you. I'm going to order him to ask, and you don't refuse if, if, if I point at you. You ask, and I give your friend double. You, he points at one of them. You ask, so I can give your friend double. He says, king, uh, can you make me blind in one eye? <laughs> Uh, so that the other one <laughs> two eyes and it's true Be, yeah because of jealousy some people will deny something nice so long as you promise you're going to give the other one double he won't ask that's that's what jealousy is and this jealousy eats away at our good deeds the way fire devours the firewood then he says sallallahu tanajush is to offer a price yet you do not want to buy the item you just want to stop the other person from buying it it's also a part of being jealous there is an auction sale for example and there's a car this man says 50,000 I'll buy the car then you start thinking this guy should buy this car you hate him you don't like him so you offer uh, uh, 55,000 and then he says I'll take it for 60,000 you say 70,000 you, you don't want the car but why are you offering why are you making these offers so that he doesn't buy it it must become as expensive as possible so that this guy uh, uh, fails do you know that the auctioneers have preyed on our jealousy and made a lot of money because people are jealous of each other you give the auctioneer the advantage because you are fighting between yourselves and you are offering prices you can't even manage because of because of jealousy there are times when you spend what you don't have just to prove a point doesn't that happen that happens sometimes you spend more money than you can afford just to prove a point so that the other person can see you are you are better than him you you're not like him you say this car is uh, uh, 60,000 you look around let me prove a point to this one yeah I'll take it and the car is worth 15,000 but what are you trying to do you're trying to prove a point La Tanajashu, don't do that don't do that don't try to put your friend at a disadvantage whether it's an auction sale or whatever don't offer prices in order to price someone out of the market don't do that and then he says sallallahu alayhi wasallam Tabaghadu comes from Bughd. Bughd means to hate. A Muslim should not hate another Muslim. A Muslim should not hate another Muslim. You are allowed to hate certain things in another Muslim which go against religion, but don't hate him as a person. If someone drinks beer, hate the fact that he drinks beer, but don't hate him as a person. If someone uh, uh, doesn't pray, hate the fact that he does not pray, but do not hate him as a Muslim. A Muslim is not allowed to hate another Muslim. Rasulullah said concerning a wife, a Muslim should not hate his wife or hate his woman 
If you hate something about your wife, there will be something good which you must like about her. You hate that tendency which is found in her which you do not like, but you can't hate her as a person. Why should every Muslim love another Muslim? Even if I hate so many things about him, there is something I love about every Muslim. Do you know what it is? I love the fact that they made the declaration, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Isn't that beautiful? Aren't you supposed to love him just for that declaration, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah? You're supposed to love him for that. So I hate the fact that he drinks beer. I hate the fact that he's a liar. I hate the fact that he does so many bad things, but I love the fact that he is a Muslim who bears witness, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Even the people of Bid'ah, I want to emphasize this, don't hate the people of Bid'ah. That is a big mistake. You should not hate them. Hate that particular act of Bid'ah, but don't hate the person. The person is a Muslim. He recited, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's why a Muslim will never kill another Muslim. Because the Muslim loves the La ilaha illallah in the other Muslim. Are we together? If someone is min ahlil bid'ah, the moment he's practicing that bid'ah, I hate the bid'ah. I don't like it. But do I hate him as Abdullah? When I meet him, I shun him. I say, Abdullah, I don't, I don't want to talk to him. Why? Because he practices some bid'ah in salah. That is not right. I should love him for being a Muslim, and I hate his bid'ah. I love him for being a Muslim, I hate his tendency to miss salah. I love him for being a Muslim, I hate his tendency to drink beer. I hate the bad things in him, but I love him as a Muslim. So all of us must love one another for the fact that we are Muslims, and we recited, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah And when it comes to fighting, that is the only thing that's going to stop me fighting you. There will be many, many things I hate, but when I come to fight you, I will not fight you because of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But what do you think about the Muslims who are killing each other in the world today? Over lousy excuses like this one is a man of bid'ah, and this one is a Salafist, and this one is, is a Wahhabi, this one is a bid'ah uh, person and so on, and they, they, they kill each other. It's a misunderstanding. We hate bid'ah. We hate ma'asuya, we hate the bad things, but we don't hate a Muslim. So, wala tabagadhu, do not hate each other. Wala tabagadhu, don't hate each other. Don't say about anyone, I hate him. That's, that's haram, according to the hadith. Say, I hate his bid'ah, I hate his bad manners, but do not hate him as, as a person. Then he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wala tadabaru. Tadabaru comes from dubur. Uh, which means the back, to give each other the back, meaning to uh, avoid each other, to stop talking to each other. Where he says, I'm angry with him, therefore I will not talk to him. Rasulullah says, a Muslim should not avoid a fellow Muslim above three days. This one comes and the other one comes and they ignore each other. And the better of the two is the one who begins with the salam. 
What it means is, if Rasulullah says not about three days, he considers the fact that we are human beings. And sometimes we get angry. So I may get angry and stop, to some, I mean, stop talking to someone, but only for three days. After three days, I have to go to him and give him salam and begin talking to him. I want to divide this into two. There's the aspect of deen and the aspect of dunya. If it has to do with dunya, you cannot stop talking to him for more than three days. But if it has to do with deen, you may stop talking to him for as long as necessary until the thing which you hate changes. Like Rasulullah you know, he refused to speak to those who, who uh, remained behind during the, the, the battle of, of Tabuk. He organized an expedition, sallallahu alayhi wa and some of them made excuses. They had everything they needed to go on the expedition, they made excuses. When he came back, sallallahu alayhi wa and they came to him, assalamu alaykum, what did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa do? He didn't, he didn't talk to them. He didn't talk to them. وَعَلَى الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّذِينَ خُلِّفُوا حَتَّى إِذَا ضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَرْضُ بِمَا رَحُبَتْ وَضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَظَنُّوا أَلَّا مَلْجَأَ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ The world became a small place for them because all the Muslims stopped talking to them. You find a friend of yours, a Muslim, Ah, assalamu alaikum, mashallah, how are you? Three days, four days, they felt ضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَرْضِ You can imagine, the whole community went for the expedition. They went through hardships, and these people remained behind. Against the orders of the Messenger وسلم, and the whole community decides they're not going to talk to them. I wish sometimes we could punish the people of Ma'asiyah in such a manner. But the problem is, someone drinks beer, the following day you hug him. Someone smokes and he's your best friend. People should be punished in such a manner. If someone is disobeying Allah, we all just agree, oh, don't, don't talk to him. Ah, salamu alaykum. They will feel it. They feel like outsiders. Uh, I'm told we should continue 10 minutes after, after salah, inshaAllah. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallahumma, bihamdika, wa nashadu an la ilaha illa anta بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد. So I said we divide this situation into two, where there is deen involved and where there is no deen involved. For example, you stop talking to someone simply because of a worldly quarrel. Maybe you disagreed on something, or he took your money. You know there are many disagreements which have nothing to do with with deen. If you disagree in such a manner, to stop talking to him is not haram in itself because you're a human being and you have feelings and sometimes you get upset. So to stop talking to him is not haram in itself. But if you continue in that situation for more than three days, then it becomes haram. Because the Messenger وسلم, says uh, a Muslim should not ignore his Muslim brother over three nights. This one comes this way, the other one comes the other way. 
they meet the other one looks one way the other one also looks the other way the better of them is the one who begins with the salam so with worldly matters up to three days only but with matters of deen where it has to do with with religion you stop to uh, i mean talking to him like in the case of rasulullah those who avoided the uh, battle of tabuk that remains at the discretion of the person who uh, stopped talking to the other if that thing has been sorted out or not sorted out and the period of time may vary it may be one night it may be one week it may be one month but your intention is not to hate him your intention is to correct something which has gone wrong are we are we together yeah for example you tell someone for me uh, so long as you don't come to the masjid i i won't be talking to you this, this issue is a religious issue, isn't it? I want you to come to the masjid. If you don't come to the masjid, then uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to be talking to you. It's, it's within your rights. It's within your rights, especially if the person is someone you can discipline, someone like your child or your wife. If you don't pray salah in this house, then I'm not going to talk to you. It's up to you to see when that discipline has been attained. Are we together? So that's uh, which, which parts? وَلَا تَدَابَرُوا نعم. The next, uh, the next phrase. وَلَا يَبِعْ uh, One of you should not go and sell where his brother is already selling. And I want you to understand this very well. A lot of people did not understand it. They thought if someone is trying to sell something, then it means you cannot come and also try to sell. That, that is not the meaning of the hadith. Are we together? If someone is trying to sell something, it doesn't mean you can't come and also try to sell. That is not the meaning of the hadith. The hadith means if I'm trying to sell, for example, to Sheikh Sulaiman, and we reach an understanding. For example, Sheikh Sulaiman, this watch, I want to sell it to you for 200 kwacha. There's uh, maybe an understanding, and Sheikh Sulaiman seems to accept to buy the watch at 200 kwacha. And then he says, okay, if that be the case, I'll give you the money tomorrow. It means somehow an agreement has been struck between myself and Sheikh Sulaiman, although I haven't sold it yet. But he's agreed to pay me 200 kwacha for the watch tomorrow. It is wrong for someone to go to Sheikh Sulaiman and tell him he can sell him the same type of watch at 150. Haram. Haram Ali. Because this is an agreement between me and Sheikh Sulaiman. I'm selling the watch to him. And we seem to have struck an uh, uh, agreement. No one should go to him after that and offer him a price lower than the price that I've offered him. But so long as we're still talking, someone else has the right to also show Sheikh Sulaiman his watch. Because there is no agreement between, between myself and Sheikh Sulaiman. For example, I'm saying, Sheikh Sulaiman, this is, this is 200 kwacha. Then Sheikh Hassan says, uh, Sheikh Sulaiman, mine is 180. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because both of us are trying to sell and there is no agreement between myself and Sheikh Sulaiman. But the moment I strike an agreement with Sheikh Sulaiman and he says he's going to pay me tomorrow or we're going to complete the transaction tomorrow, it's wrong for Sheikh Hassan to show Sheikh Sulaiman a watch uh, of the same type saying, I'll sell you mine at 150 haram alayhi. That is what the Messenger sallam, means when he says, One of you should not sell where someone else is selling. So if a customer has already gone to someone and they've negotiated, they didn't complete the transaction, and you know the, 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 the agreement, even if you have something cheaper, even if your price is better, do not go to the customer and tell him you can sell it to him for a better price. Haram. Liar Jews. 
and any profit you make out of such a business is haram profit. The same applies to marriage. If a person wants to marry a woman and he goes there with a proposal, I, I would like to marry this, this woman and the answer has not yet been given. Another person has the right to also go there with a proposal because he hasn't received an answer yet. Are we together? It only becomes haram when the other person has been given an answer. We haven't conducted the, 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 the nikah yet, but then we are in the process. We are in the process, okay, so we're going to discuss the, 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 the mahar, and then we'll see what can happen after that. It means the process has started, not so. It's wrong at this point for anyone else to come and say, uh, I'm, I'm from America, therefore I want to marry your daughter. Now, this, this is wrong. It's, it's not right. Are we together? But before he gets the answer, is it okay for me to also go there and, and put forward my proposal? It's all right. Come on, even with, with companies, when, when they, they need contractors, people will present their, 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 their quotations or whatever, and, and everyone can present at the same time. Not so. Is it, is it wrong? Is there anything wrong with that? Would you say, no, I'm not going to sell where my brother is selling, therefore, because he's already uh, presented his bill of quantities, I can't present mine? I can. If the government wants someone to do the road from, from uh, uh, Club Zero to, to, to Changanamai, they want someone to win that contract, I'm going to submit my papers, right? Does that mean you can't submit yours? Can you submit or can't you? You can't? You, you can. Why, why not? Yeah, even, even 100 people can submit. Is, is there a problem? There's no problem. We're fighting for a contract, right? But once, once, the government, once the government indicates that the contract is going to be mine, you know, they, they, they tell me, so what we, we need you to do is this and this, arrange that so that we can do the final signatures and so on. At this point, at this point, no one should come with a cheaper contract because this contract is now being given to me. Are we together? Naam. And then he says, وسلم, And be brothers. <clears throat> All slaves of Allah, be brothers. If you follow these things, there is no jealousy. You don't hate each other. You hate what someone does, but you don't hate the person. You love him because he's your brother. You stop avoiding each other. You follow all these rules which the Messenger وسلم, has, has given us in the hadith. Be brothers. You're supposed to treat a Muslim like a brother. Whatever he does. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about a person who murdered someone else. He killed someone. Then Allah says, If his brother decides to forgive him. He's our brother. He killed, he killed our relative and Allah is calling him our brother. Yes, he's still our brother in, in Islam. Someone who killed my son, someone who killed my daughter, someone who murdered my parents, yes. He is a Muslim, he's still your brother. So whatever the differences, whatever happens, kunu ibadallahi ikhwana, remain brothers. Muslims will remain brothers despite what happens between them. We're not going to kill each other. That's why the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, لا ترجعوا بعدي كفارا يضرب بعضكم رقاب بعض. 
don't become kufar after me, you start killing each other. Everything else, there'll be confusion in the community, but don't kill each other. Innama al-mu'minuna ikhwa. All Muslims, all mu'minun are brothers. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So remember this phrase every time, whatever someone does to you, just remember, كُنُوا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ إِخْوَانَ Be brothers. You know brothers fight, and there's so many things that happen in the family, but you, you, can't, you can't end the brotherhood. You can't say, from now on, he's, he's not my brother. He will remain your brother, whatever, what, what, whatever you say. So whatever happens between you and a fellow Muslim, the fact is, he will remain your brother. He is, so long as he's a Muslim, he is your brother. وَمَنْ يَقْتُلُ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمْ خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَعَنَهُ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُ عَذَابًا عَظِيمًا Whoever kills a Muslim, mutaammidan, deliberately, فَجَزَاؤُهُ His reward, Jahannam, is Jahannam. خَالِدًا فِيهَا Not just Jahannam. خَالِدًا فِيهَا He will live there forever. وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ And Allah will be angry with him. وَلَعَنَهُ And he has cursed him. وَأَعَدَّ لَهُ عَذَابًا عَظِيمًا And he's prepared a big punishment for him. If you, do you know any sin in the Qur'an that Allah has, has put so much threat on? He will go to Jahannam. He will live there forever. Allah is angry with him. Allah has cursed him. Allah has prepared a big punishment for him. For doing what? For killing a fellow Muslim. But then what Islam do we practice nowadays? Where Muslims are busy killing each other in the name of uh, Sunni and Shia, in the name of Bid'ah and Sunni, in the name of whatever. This is Kufr. Sibab al-Muslim, Fusuq. To insult a Muslim is Fisq. It's mischievous. Waqitaluhu Kufr. And to fight him, to want to kill him is Kufr. Rasulullah also says, إِذَا الْتَقَ الْمُسْلِمَانِ بِسَيْفَيْهِمَا فَالْقَاتِلْ وَالْمَقْتُولُ فِي النَّارِ If two Muslims are going to meet with their swords, the one who is killed and the one who killed the other will both go to the hellfire. If you come with your sword, I come with mine. Whether you kill me or I kill you, both of us are going to the fire. They said, Ya Rasulullah, this one killed uh, his brother. But what about the one who was killed? He says, كَانَ حَرِيصًا عَلَىٰ قَتْلِ أَخِيهِ He also wanted to kill his brother. Allah doesn't want that. So the Islam we follow is, I don't know what, what type of Islam. I think you hear this every day. Are Muslims not killing each other? Are, are they Muslims? Sallallahu alayhi wa I think we agreed 10 minutes. So, two brothers. Naam. They are fighting. Naam. So that one is not trying to kill him. Naam. The other one come Naam. Naam. That the other one who's not trying to kill is like the son of Adam. And the Messenger وسلم, says, Be like the son of Adam. If you are going to extend your hand to want to kill me, I'm not going to extend my hand trying to kill you. I fear Allah, Rabbal Alameen, the Lord of the worlds. إِنِّي أُرِيدُ أَن تَبُوءَ بِإِثْمِي وَإِثْمِكَ In the end, you're going to carry your sin and my sins فَتَكُونَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّارِ And you'll be among the companions of the fire. You kill someone. Someone who is not trying to kill you. You take all his sins together with your sins into the fire. 
So to be killed in such a situation, alhamdulillah, you take everything that he had. You take all his sins and go with them to the, to the fire. So if someone, a fellow Muslim, is going to rise against you with a sword, be like the son of Adam. Say, I will not try to kill you. And if he kills you, he carries both his ithm and your ithm. فَيَكُونُ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّارِ وَذَلِكَ جَزَاءُ الظَّالِمِينَ أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم وسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه فهو أهل التقوى وأهل المغفرة سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم بحمدك ونشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المسلمين والحمد لله رب العالمين